Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. How beautiful. How beautiful. You know, oftentimes we declare heaven on earth in moments of like crazy revival where people are being healed and delivered and set free of demons. And I love that. But how many know that's not happening in heaven? Nobody's getting healed or set free from demons in heaven. Heaven on earth sounds like the bride of Christ lifting up the song to the king of kings. (laughs) Heaven on earth looks like two worship teams from different cities on a platform together releasing the worth of Jesus. (laughs) Heaven on earth is unity beyond just sharing Facebook posts, but inviting another church from another city into your house to release together. Because how many know there's no division in heaven? Because he's so worthy, right? He's so worthy. He's so worthy. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Just a moment longer. Just a moment longer. Just a moment longer. Just a moment longer. Come on. Serebo sereredia shetaremasi. Barama leredia sikiaraya sh. Biarama selerebo sikiaraya selerediria sianaredia sh. Just a little longer, just a little longer, just a little longer. Just a little longer, Jesus, just a little longer, Jesus, 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 Jesus. You're restoring songs. You're restoring joy. You're breathing on passions. You're igniting great fires. Jesus, Jesus, beautiful. (laughs) Come on, just tell him how beautiful he is. (sighs) You're so beautiful, Jesus. Jesus, you're so good, God. You're so good, Jesus. You're so good. You know, as we transition, I'm not, I'm not long-winded. You can ask my people. But I do want to quickly share something with you that I felt that the Lord impressed upon my heart for the city, for the people here in Trinity. Because trust me, we can stay here till like midnight or 1 a.m. 
maybe two or three or four or five or six. We can stay there. I want to honor our worship team. Yeah, you guys are amazing. You guys are amazing. You guys are so good. Um, these, uh, these group of individuals, this group here, um, about two months ago, my love, can you pass me that music stand? Worthy is your name, <laughs> Jesus. Is this okay, Pastor Andrew? Jesus. Glory. Glory to the Lamb. Um, like I said, we're still in worship. We're going to transition for a quick second. I know it's almost 9 o'clock, um, if that means anything to anybody. But if it doesn't, good. Thank you. Thank you for not. Um, Jesus, you're so good. Jesus, you're so good. I was like, what is that? All right, that's prophetic. Um, is he snoring? Hey, my man, somebody wake him up. Some, anybody? <laughs> hey, wake up. We love you. Okay. Hey, man. <laughs> Ain't no shame, brother. Boy might have just got off work. 24-hour shift or something. Oh, man. Jesus. All right. So uh, I want to just say this really quick. Um, I want to honor Pastor Andrew and Caitlin uh, because of what they have invited us into. And I want to say this too, um, guys, you know, people of Trinity, you know, I just want to say never allow them to become common to you. Uh, that's one thing that's huge for, for Pastor Caitlin and Pastor Andrew to be able to continue to speak into your life, equip you, lift you up, and do what needs to be done in shepherding you. Allow them to do so by not allowing them to become common to you. Amen? Amen. So here's what I want to say really quick. And this is going to be, like I said, I'm not long-winded. I think God has done what we were called to do here. Pastor Andrew came up to me. He's like, maybe we should do this once a month. Maybe we should just have worship nights here at Trinity and just partner. Um, I would love that. Um, we feel that God is bridging or making a bridge between Orange and Beaumont. And there's been a lot of confirmation over the past week. Um, last night, uh, my wonderful wife took some um, of our DC women over to the Melton House here in Beaumont, and they just went buck wild over there. And they were able to just pour out the heart of God on the, on, on the women there. There was awesome testimonies that came from it. And so uh, then Saturday, we were at a, a community baby shower for Beaumont. Uh, Thursday, we were interceding for Beaumont. So we know that there is, I shared a, 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 a dream with Pastor Brandon here from uh, Ramah Church in Beaumont, hallelujah, in the house. Um, and so... It was a Beaumont dream. So it's like Beaumont, Beaumont, Beaumont. So we know that God is doing a bit of a bridge between Orange and Beaumont. And I think that tonight, uh, everything that we felt would happen would. We talked about just enthroning God here in this place together. And we did exactly that. But I want to just quickly equip you uh, to do the work of the ministry and help to bring some maturity in your walk. Can we do that for just a second? Um, I love our worship team. They're amazing. The songs you heard tonight were uh, songs that we wrote um, not all, not all of it, but uh, the first song. And you know, I, I told our uh, Pastor Dave and Pastor Marissa do an amazing job with our worship team. And um, one of the things that we, yes, one of the things that we commissioned our team with is um, week in and week out is guys sing out of how you have beheld him throughout the week. Um, it's easy to sing Caleb's latest and greatest, right? Um, 
But whenever you commission your worship team to say, hey, sing out of how you saw him last night, right? Sing out of how you met with him this morning before service. Sing out of what happened Monday night or Tuesday night or Wednesday night. You see, because we want to establish culture of daily encountering Jesus and knowing him. Amen? Colin ministered last month on the first Wednesday. If you didn't have a chance, is there, is there a way for people to watch? It's on the podcast. Guys, his message last month was literally a gateway to what we're going to talk about tonight. It was such an amazing word. Like I was, looked over at Karen, I was like, man, that's a culture word. What you guys are establishing, Pastor Andrew, is something that's not just church. You're building family, you're establishing culture. And it's an amazing thing to see that. And just Colin, that was his first time to speak. Am I right, Colin? Did he say that was your first time to speak? The dude was like, I mean, I was like, wow. The revelation that was coming from a place of just being in love with Jesus. How many know we don't have to have it all figured out to be intimate, in-depth lovers and change the world around us? We don't need that. I've been, you know, I, I, a lot of times I like to challenge the church's way of thinking sometimes. A lot of times we talk about the price that needs to be paid for the anointing. The price. There's no price to pay when my, when my six-year-old daughter runs into the living room to jump on Papa's lap. There's no price to be paid when she goes into my kitchen and opens the fridge and, and, and she gets whatever she wants whenever she wants it. Look, what I wanna say is this. There is an ease that God is wanting us to begin to walk in so we can see the authority and the dominion on the earth. Sometimes we place these crazy expectations and we can't meet them. And in not meeting them, we feel like we can't change the world around us. Come on, I'm talking to somebody. <laughs> I like to challenge the, the church's way of thinking sometimes. I often think about that. And so what I want to bring to you tonight is, is, is almost like reminding you of how easy God made it for you to burn for him, okay? One thing that I was sharing uh, the other day, it's been really, really huge over the past few weeks me and Pastor David have been really talking about and ministering about childlike faith, being a little baby, being, being, being God's baby boy or baby girl, being in a place where you, you call him Papa, you know him as Papa, and you jump into his lap to begin to build a relationship like never before. Because how many know like shame and guilt and condemnation, it can't live in a place where you know you're wanted. When you know you're accepted in the beloved, that stuff can't stand. Like it tries to lasso itself on you. It tries to grab you. But when you're in the seat of Papa, knowing who you are and what he's called you into and what's available to you, the grace and the mercy, it helps you to kind of change your mind and perspective on some of those things. Amen. And the enemy can't attack as he usually would so easily. Um, we've been seeing some crazy stuff in Orange lately. Crazy stuff. Um, within our government, within our school systems, um, within our shopping uh, centers. Like God has just been blowing orange up in such an amazing way. And I believe that God is going to continue. And I want to piggyback because um, you guys are hosting Freedom Crusades here. And I saw something on their Facebook that somebody from Pakistan came to see what God was doing. And it was so cool because it was in the same week that we had somebody from Africa randomly show up at our church because God highlighted our church to him at 1 a.m. He didn't see anything on Facebook. He just said he was driving by. The sign lit up to him, and our lights were out all week. 
sign lit up to him and he said he had to come back and pray. God is calling people from other nations that are gonna come to Southeast Texas. It's, it's already happening. It's not going to, it's already happening. Like, like it, it's an amazing thing to see what the Father's doing. And I think that when we continue to so easily walk out the plans of God, we're gonna see amazing growth. We'll see amazing fruit. We'll begin to see our cities won for Jesus. Like, like we're gonna see cities won for Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, you're so good. So, um, oh man, this is so good. I just wanna share this really quick for you. Um, one of the ways that we can continue to change the world around us is very simple. We were just singing it constant, nonstop, over and over and over again. And it's beholding Jesus. It's gazing on Jesus all the days of our life. Like it's very hard to be shaken in your faith when you're daily meeting with him. In fact, even when you're in the midst of, of, of hell, fire, brimstone, it's crazy. The waters are so high, everything's coming against you. Like you'll be able to stand firm when you're anchored and continuing to behold the lamb. When you're in that place of establishing fresh wood on the fire of your heart, day in and day out, it's very difficult for the enemy to come in and shake things up. I think a lot of times we lose fire, we lose passion, because we get like this mindset that God is not head over heels in love with us. You know what I mean? Like, Like he is head over heels in love with you. We started out this thing by telling you that while we were yet sinners, God made a way. That's how good he is. He is so good. And within your relationship with him, this fresh daily wood that's to be placed on the fire of your heart, this is what will change your city. One of the main things we've been seeing a lot lately at Destiny Church is people that God has been waking up to come to our services. What do you mean by that? (laughs) Exactly what it sounds like. People are being woken up and saying, Google this address, Google this church, and go there. We've had people that have been driving to Beaumont that God said, turn around and go to this address, and they get completely wrecked. We've been seeing people that are like, yeah, I was getting ready to go over here, and God said, go here. And I saw y'all sign last week, and I didn't think anything of it, but I knew exactly where you were. We've had other people say, Saturday night, God woke me up and gave me this address, and now I'm here. Somebody that hadn't been to church in two years, two years not stepping foot, came in because God told them to come to Destiny Church. Now, what's so special about Destiny Church? I don't know. We just love Jesus. That's it. We just love Jesus. And we have set to establish a culture of lovers and of intimate ones that are willing to put the, the fresh wood on the fire of their heart day in and day out. We've helped to establish that, that all we need is him. One of the things that we pray over pastors is that they would feel the ease of what me and my wife feel. It's like, I'll talk to pastors and like, oh yeah, brother. Oh yeah. And I'm like, what? Nah, man. Like, you know, we're a year in full time going crazy on this thing. And it's been amazing. Like it's been, you know, like there's a tax and there's things that come, but it's never been burdensome. And I tell our people all the time, thank you for, for not um, wanting me to come up here and had to have this like super long preaching session for you. Why? Because through our actions and through the fruit every day of our lives, we begin to see our city changed. And this is like what Trent said in that word. I believe that Trinity is establishing culture much the same. 
that you're gonna be able to, to see fruit in your city and see production to where there will be exposure for the things in your city. Hallelujah. And it comes from that place of just loving him. Like seriously, like just being in love with Jesus, being a child that just says, God, it doesn't, like, I'm not going to make this difficult. The other day we were singing this song and uh, Justin was saying, God, I don't want to make it complicated. Oftentimes we make this walk content very, very complicated. We really do. Like, you know, right? Been there, done that. How many t-shirts have you bought? I don't know, maybe 150. Like we've been in that place where we make our walk with God so complicated, right? But like, like the word tells us that the greatest in the kingdom are the children. These children, little baby Emma right there. Look at her, looking all beautiful and, and asleep. That, those babies right there, that's the greatest in the kingdom. It's this, it's this coming to God and saying, God, I don't want to overcomplicate things. I want to just get in your presence and jump in your lap. I want to keep fresh wood on, my, on the, the fire of my heart, and I want to keep beholding you all the days of my life. Here's where I'm going to finish up with all of this. This is what I want to equip you with right here, right now. Colin, you've been on my heart like crazy today, man. I just want to declare like Revelations 5 over you, man that you're going to behold the lamb and sing a new song. That you and Andrew and Carrie and all of you will just help to write songs of Beaumont. Write songs for Jefferson County. Jesus' name. You know, when we first started doing that at Destiny and just going crazy and just like, dude, just sing about what you want to see, like just what you're beholding. At first, sometimes it was tough because we didn't have the reckless loves and things like that to help people get in. But I'm telling you, when you establish his presence, when he's in the room, nothing else matters. And Colin, I just feel it over you, man. Just new songs. As you behold him, new songs. Just new, new, new. Doesn't even have to be super duper polished. Just a new song. Man, new song. So this is really, really, um, it's in John 1. John says that I'm the voice shouting in the wilderness, clear the way for the Lord's coming. And then the very next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, look, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So in the gospel of John, the beloved, he's the only one that actually notates when Jesus steps on the scene that John the Baptist says, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Okay? I'm going to be very quick with this because I want to to teach you something that's super duper simple. Super duper simple, guys. You want to change the world? Want to change your city? Want to see people get wrecked? Want to see like bones and and stuff get healed and and crazy stuff happen at Super Walmart? You want to see all this stuff? Make it it super duper easy for you. Not not crazy. Like, Like it's not attainable. It's not like, hey, the bar's all the way up there. And if you can reach that bar all the way up there, then you'll be anointed. Look, I'm not down for that. My papa made it easy. I was a drug, drug addict, broken, dealer, all that stuff. And in one night, one night, January 2011, God wrecked my heart. And that was it. Never looked back. And he made it so easy to be in love every single day. He didn't shame me. He didn't guilt me. He didn't push me into actually saying like, come on, do this, do that. If you don't do this, then how are you going to receive this? He was never a daddy that did that. And it helped me in in turn to be a better father. 
helped me in turn to, to be a better husband, to be a better leader, to be a better pastor. And like it helped me to just keep saying yes because I trusted him. See, children, they say yes. Hey, go and do this. Okay. We'll go and do it. Like, and you know, like, like, well, like our daughter, Kyla, she's she's a little crazy sometimes. Like, you're like, go do that. And she's like, okay, like, no, 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 I'm just joking. No, I'm just joking. Don't do that. Like, you want to see, like, you know. And I truly believe that, that in our yes, there is a child likeness to it because we, tr- we have to trust our papa, That's good. right? One thing that I, told, that I say to our destiny people is I don't want to use the word taking a risk anymore because risk involves potential failure. And with God, there's no failure. Risk is stocks and bonds. That might fail. God doesn't. Even if you, any of you don't hit the mark, God, there, there still says all things work for the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So if you love God and called according to that purpose, if you're in that place of loving God, obeying those commandments, you're gonna hit the mark every time. You're gonna hit the mark. Washateria story. As a matter of fact, the man in here that knows the lady in the Washateria is right here. People have heard this testimony. We, we were gonna pray for a lady at a Washateria. She rejected and then our friend Brandon Picard, I don't know if you remember this story, you called us and said, did you guys try to pray for a lady in a washeteria? Do you remember this story? It was like somebody you knew that was a cousin of something. She ended up going to church, getting saved, all that cool stuff after that happened. I just want to honor Brandon Picard. I love this guy right here. I, we went to a church and the very next day, he was like, dude, just come back. And he sewed into me and my brother's life. And we were just young guns. We didn't know what anything was. We had just heard about the gospels. And, and Brandon took us under, and he just started teaching us. And so I just love you, man. I'm glad you're here tonight. Pastor Andrew, you need to connect with Pastor Brandon. He is the campus pastor at Ramah Church here in BMT, Big Money, Texas. All right. <laughs> so we like to say yes, right? No risk because there's no failure in God. So just say yes. I'm telling you. Just say yes. Testimony. I'm a part of our city council in our city. 34 years old, I've never voted in my life until this year when I ran for city council. Never voted. I never voted in my life. I never Googled government stuff, nothing. Obama or who, it doesn't matter. I'll pray for them all. I'll pray for Clinton. I'll pray for them all. I, I, I mean, well, brother, don't you know that? No, I pray the goodness of God over these guys. So I don't know. I don't, I still, you can ask my wife. I'm always like, wait, is Trump Republican or Democrat? Which one, what does that mean? Like I ask her all the time. I was like, which one is he? Like, but God said for me to do this thing, to help to really dig deep into our city, to see the church be in a place where it's, 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 it's God's leading in a city. So I said, yes, I'll do it, God. And we won. We were a part of that. Why? From a simple childlike Yes. And in your daily life, there may be a coworker that sits across from you that God is saying, hey, just go over there and just tell them you're praying for their mom. You're like, uh, I don't know, I don't know, God. But what if, what if you just simply like a child said, okay, and you walked over there. And you're like, hey, I don't care if I'm wrong or not. Right? I, I, kids will ask a random stranger, can I have a quarter? Can I have a quarter? Like they'll just go up to somebody, can I have a quarter? Y'all know that. You got any dollars? The gumball machine. Got any quarters? Look, childlike faith in your yes will cause you to stir the atmosphere around you. So John the Baptist says, look, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The following day, John again was standing with his disciples. Check this out. And as Jesus walked by, John looked and declared, look, 
or behold, there's the Lamb of God. Jesus looked around and said, hey, what do you want? (laughs) They replied, Rabbi, where are you staying? And Jesus says, come and see. He says, come and, I want to show you where I'm staying. See, when you behold, you know where he's staying. We often talk about the differences between inviting Jesus and hosting Jesus. There's a very big difference. Martha got him in the door. Mary got him to stay. You know what I mean? An old pastor friend of mine used to say, if you get him with pizza, you got to keep him with pizza. When you are beholding the lamb, you will know where he's staying, meaning you will know the direction to go. Even if you see in part, you'll trust enough to say, yes, sir. Yeah, that's what I'll do. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right to step out of a boat when there's storms going crazy and you're asking me to walk on water. That doesn't, it just doesn't sound right. (laughs) But that childlike faith, that beholding him and saying, God, I'm gonna say yes. That'll lead you into a place of changing your culture and your city. Here's a little side nugget. Y'all ready for this? This is a little side nugget action. This is Wendy's. Four for 99 cents. (laughs) Nugget time. Jesus developed a following. Hundreds were following him. And he openly offended them. He offended them. He talks about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. (laughs) His ministry went from 12 to hundreds that were around him. And if he did what the father did and said what the father father said, then what was happening in that moment is that God was almost like, hey, I'm gonna get you to say something that's gonna offend these people. Can you just, would you just say it? And Jesus is like, yeah, I'll do it. And I often think to myself, pastor, what if one morning God awoke a pastor up and his church ministry grew? It's like, dude, we had 10 people when we first started six months ago. And now we got like 500 people in our church services. Hallelujah. The chairs are filled. And God was like, hey, I want you to tell them something that's going to offend them. And guess what? You may lose a lot of them. How many people would openly rebuke God and say it was Satan? But see, when you're beholding him, it doesn't matter. When you're beholding him, you know where he's staying. So you know if he calls you to do something that might be offensive, You do it anyway. You're not gonna worry about your own reputation or your own numbers because in a childlike yes, you're saying, God, I'm gonna behold you to know where you're staying. We're almost done. Here it is. No other gospel besides John's gospel talks about John the Baptist declaring, look or behold that the Lamb of God is here. Okay? John the Baptist, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So when Jesus enters into the scene, according to John the Beloved, John the Baptist says, behold, the Lamb of God. So just picture that for a second. Jesus steps on the scene, looking all beautiful. Here he is, he steps up on the scene, and John the Baptist says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. There he is. Everybody's like, what, that guy? Joseph's son, like, that guy? John the Baptist is like, behold. And then the very next day, he sees him again. He says, hey, behold, there's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Look at him. So that's when Jesus first comes on the scene. Now we're gonna fast forward to something that hasn't happened yet. 
It's in the book of Revelation. And they are looking for someone to break the seals. They're looking for one who is worthy. They are looking in the heavens for one that is worthy. And the angels in the heavens say, behold, the Lamb of God. So from the beginning till it's time to wrap this whole thing up, behold, the Lamb. From the Gospels of John, when Jesus first comes on the scene to the end of it all, when John the Beloved is raptured up into the heavens and he sees what is to come. Behold, behold Jesus. If we want to stay burning, if we want to be in a place where we're changing our workplace, changing our city, changing the culture around us, where we're seeing transgenders come to know who they truly are, when we come to see broken addicts come to find out who they are, beloved, it's gonna come from a place of you beholding him and giving him that yes. Because there are people around you that don't know him. And God wants to use you to be that encounter or that invitation on a daily basis. Convenience stores. H-E-B. Serious. Like we have to get out of a place of just trying to keep them all for ourselves. We need to host them in such a way that the overflow is so hard to contain. Good. That nothing around us, nothing, nothing around us will ever be able to unanchor us from beholding him. One of the things I tell our people is we could come to our church service Sunday morning and the entire building be burned to the ground and lose every piece of equipment. But that's okay, because we're gonna keep beholding him. Yeah. We're gonna keep beholding so here's the charge, beloved. The charge is this. Find him on a daily basis. Now, I'm not just talking about on your way to work. That's my devotional time. Because even within that, you're not able to fully give him everything. Find your time to be able to be alone, whether it's waking up earlier or staying up later. If you've got to sacrifice some hours of sleep, do it. That's what you got to do. Do it. But find a time to be so intimately involved with him, to know him. Right? Because what they say, God, we did all these great things in your name. We had the revival. Jesus says, I never knew you. I never knew you. I was never intimate with you. So, yeah, you had good revivals. Yeah, there was people healed. That's fine. I never knew you. I'm telling you, beloved, heaven on earth this, this is one of those things that will ruffle feathers, man. Heaven on earth is not the laying on of hands and seeing people healed and all this other stuff. Because nobody is diseased or sick in heaven. It's the continuation of you beholding the lamb and executing heaven's agenda on the earth every day of your life. You want to know what the one thing is that you'll take from here to eternity? Your relationship with him. Who? Somebody Twitter that thing right now, that quote. <laughs> Hashtag Jonathan Durr. The one thing that you will take with you from this life into eternity is your relationship with the King of Kings. That's it. And I don't want my relationship to look any different from now to then. 
I want to be able to just. Keep beholding the lamb. Nicole, are you plotting over there? No. Somebody, she's trying to get a candid photo of me. I know how this works. There's a little, it's, it's happening. I'm, see, prophetic. That's another teaching for another time. <laughs> Discernment. Um, but that's what I want to say, guys. It's pretty simple. Just behold him. Right? Husbands, wives, there's a difference of intimacy when you're walking to the grocery store holding hands and when you're behind the doors. There's a, there's a, yeah, there's a difference. In fact, there's fruit that actually is produced out of that that's not produced when you're just holding hands, right? Babies. There's actual seed that is formed and birth that grows and matures and changes the world when you're in that place of intimacy and covenant husband and wife relationship. So beloved, I charge you with this. Go find him on a daily basis. Just find him, be intimate with him. Shut everything off, go and find him. Not just the devotional time on the way to work, not just a few things here and there, but I mean shut it all down, sacrifice sleep, whatever it takes to just be alone with him. Keep that fire burning and keep enthroning Jesus. That's how you'll see your world and your culture around you changed. Now, disclaimer before I close, I'm all about laying hands on people and seeing people healed and recovered. Okay, I'm all about that. Don't get what I'm saying wrong. We see it all the time, right? We'll pay for gas station attendants and we'll pray for somebody at the restaurant, pay for waiters. We've seen signs, wonder, miracles. Guys, that's, I just want a disclaimer that, okay? Well, Pastor Johnny was talking about that's not like, no. It's the agenda of Jesus for people to be healed. Don't get what I'm saying wrong. I'm just wanting you to see a bigger picture, right? I'm wanting you to see that it's not about signs, wonders, miracles, that it's about Jesus, right? Because signs, wonders, they follow those who what? Believe. Believe in who? Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It'll be produced all through Jesus. The byproduct of intimacy with Jesus and knowing Jesus is seeing the world around you change and seeing that heaven on earth agenda every day of your life. Stand with me. Like I said, I want to honor Pastor Andrew and Caitlin for this, for opening up their church. I love each and every one of y'all. Y'all are absolutely amazing. I'm telling you, you're going to change Beaumont. You're going to change your workplace. There's a freshness in the house tonight. For the Trinity worship team, I believe that freshness is coming and it's here. I'm beginning to just write together, flow together, and sing the songs of, of heaven over this city and over its people. To when just during worship services, people are getting healed. Bones and legs are getting healed. People that are walking in with gout that could barely walk are dancing at the altars. Why? Because it's a testimony of things we've seen. Like, man, that's crazy. How'd you get broken free of all that? Well, it was during that third song. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus is so good. Guys, honor Pastor Caitlin and Andrew, if you can, because they are absolutely amazing. Love on them. Pray for them. For, For the pastors of this church, for the leadership of this church, we honor each and every one of y'all. I know that we'll do this again and maybe have Trinity come to D.C. and just, just do this whole crazy thing, right? Um, I love you guys. Change the world around you. Find him on a daily basis. Where do we go from here? Somewhere. But just invite him into your life and begin to change the world around you. Pastor Andrew, my man, come down here. Let me love on this guy for a second. And I will find some, some way to kind of crash land this thing. Jesus. 
Jesus, you're so good. You're so good. You're so good, huh? Oh, yes, she is. Me, 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 me. Um, before we leave, too, uh, Kristen, it's good to see you. I think last time I saw you was maybe three, four years ago, so it's awesome. Um, <laughs> I literally saw angels. This is crazy. It's so adorable. Um, I saw the angels of the Lord, literally. They were like, it was like um, CPR is the best way that I can say it. They were actually like doing CPR on your vocal cords, like on your voice box. And, and I saw that whenever you walked in. And I said, okay, God, maybe you'll give me an interpretation. And throughout the night, I felt like God was saying like, no longer will anything ever have a stranglehold on the intimacy in your song to the Lord. And I'm just gonna take a, I'm literally, we don't, yes, Facebook, I'm sure I've liked the status of yours and vice versa. But I feel the Lord saying that he's gonna bring a deep healing to any wounds that have taken place in the church and that you're gonna help to bring others who have been wounded by the church into a new understanding of his love through the way you love him. I just see this anointing, not just to lead worship, but to teach on worship. Like to teach stuff that has never been taught before. You're gonna teach from a place of personal revelation, not something you read in a book, but personal revelation and encounter. It's like I just see the Lord saying, daughter, it's time to run. Like, like you, you can only jog and walk around the track for so long, but it's time to run. And I don't know if this means anything, but I just see the Lord kind of like pushing you and he's like, come on, daughter, I believe in you. Come on, daughter, I believe in you. Come on, daughter, I believe in you. And I hear the spirit of the Lord saying that any root system that has caused any kind of decay in the fruit of the Lord in your life is beginning to be ripped out and ripped away. And you and your husband are gonna start rooting into one another. That you and your husband and your family are gonna start to truly like any, any decayed roots are being broken right now in Jesus' name. There's a fresh root system. Karen, beloved. I feel there's a fresh root system that God is establishing in your life right now. And your voice is not just a gift to be on a platform, daughter. He has given you songs to sing in the place of secret to shake nations. He's given you a voice so that you can begin to declare over, over motherless individuals, over orphaned people. I just keep hearing restoration. He's going he's gonna to restore every area in your life. Yeah. I see your husband digging into the word of God and God is giving him fresh revelation. And I even hear the Lord saying that I'm uncapping right now over your husband. I'm uncapping all limitations. You guys are going to conversate openly and better. You're going to conversate a little more open and better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. We thank you for this moment, God. 
We thank you that nothing's gonna have a stranglehold on her and her family's ministry or their life, God. That it's just the beginning. You're so good and graceful and merciful. I even hear the Lord saying that things that have been almost like, kind of like this weight that's been on your life. I feel the Lord saying he's gonna actually give you the strength to lift off. You know, sometimes they say like, God, rip off the weights. But I see the Lord actually giving you strength to where you're like literally squatting that thing. Like, ah! And you're rising up off. And you know what he's saying? Hey, even though it doesn't feel like those weights are actually gone, you're actually gonna be able to carry it. And the grace of the Lord in your weakness, you'll be made strong. So before you know it, that weight or that thing that so easily ensnared you or slowed you down, it's just gone. And here's the beautiful thing about it. Is that God will then send people your way so you can help to carry some of their load. And through these seasons, daughter, through these seasons, look, I hear the Lord literally pulling, pulling calendars back. He's almost saying like three years of restoration. I don't know if that means anything, a three-year period. But I, 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 see, I just see the Lord going back in like a calendar. And I hear the Lord saying a three-year restoration. New vision, fresh perspective. Your coping mechanisms are going to be that you're running to your prayer closet and God's going to meet you there. You're not going to have to run to anything else but him. And as you invite your family and your husband into that encounter, it's just going to grow. New root system in Jesus' name. Jesus, you're so good. Oh, Jesus, you're so good. Yeah, Karen, just release over her. Um, so again, I want to thank Pastor Andrew and Pastor Caitlin for allowing us to come. This is a big deal. Like, this is a very, very big deal. This doesn't happen often. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't happen often for to invite a church to come, lead worship, lead service, minister. It doesn't happen quite often. He didn't give us an offering. We didn't give him an offering. This is just a friendship that's been established to where he knows I can, that he can trust me and I can trust him and his family. And that's the beauty of the kingdom, guys. So let this be a prophetic, like, a prophetic flagship, a prophetic thing in the ground. Yeah, a standard in our city. We're not of the same denomination. We didn't go to the same Bible school. We don't have a connection other than we've established friendship through just loving Jesus. So God, we just put that standard in place here in Beaumont that there's gonna be a greater level of unity that goes beyond lunches. Ooh, Shonda to Bahe. Father, take us there. Andrew, I love you, dude. I love your wife. I love your team. I love your church. I love everybody here. Seriously, I just, I love you guys. We can't honor you enough. Just so thankful for what you're cultivating. Colin is fruit. Man, he, I don't know what it is about this kid. He's just on my heart. Um, but he, last month for him, the first time, like that's you guys helping to culturalize and helping to father him, helping to mother him and bringing him into a place. And it's gonna continue to flow. And so for those that God has continued to bring to Trinity now um, and, and to forevermore, like I feel you guys are setting a standard on people being Jesus lovers first before anything else. So I just love you, man. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. Um, have a great night, guys. <laughs> Uh, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Um, 
you are family to us. We love you guys. Um, man, amen.